Um, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you so you were dressed up for your shamanic thing, were you? Well, I I wasn't, but uh, by proxy, at least three of my uh, classmates, as it were, were. So that was great. I shall accept that quite happily. All what right, about well, you? Did cool. you do anything for Halloween then? Of course, I did. I did the Halloween special on uh, the oh, uh, musical cool. journey show. Yep, that went down really well. I had my I had two different costumes on. I had my I did the whole sort of Squid Game thing for a tiny bit, but it was kind of hard to talk through the mat or put this on so i switched to my skeleton one instead um and uh, yeah so that was pretty cool so, um, and then on saturday night we went out for a spooky walk in the woods and i Ooh. told a brief ghost story and then created created some spookiness oh, that sounds cool in the woods. yeah uh, so that was cool so yeah that was uh that was the Halloween sort of f uh, festivities, as it were. Yeah. And what other stuff you've been up to? You've been well. Uh, I've been, been down to, to the bit smoke, haven't you? I have. I've been to three places, beginning with L, in the last uh, oh week. Gosh, I'll tell you what, everything's flying by at the moment. So I've been to Leeds. I've been to London, uh, which right. I've only just arrived back from, literally flying in by the seat of my pants. And I've been to very near Leamington. There you go. How's that? That was yeah. Uh, that's good. Yeah. So you've been down to the big smoke. I've been to uh, London for ages, but I was at a big city as well the weekend. First big city. When? When? Where? Where? Well, I was in Bristol. Um, on oh yes, Saturday. of course. Yeah. And that's the first time I've been in a big city since the first lockdown. So over a year and a half or so, isn't it? So, mm. um, which was the start out it was okay i think but after a while when it's got really busy then it was like you know i don't want to be around all these people <laughs> so it, got, it was just too many people i think but um but mm -hmm. it was nice to see you know the world mostly kind of you know most people were just back to normal there wasn't that many people wearing masks i don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing but um you know yeah everyone was just doing their thing and shopping and eating and doing all sorts of stuff so um, I guess that's encouraging um, in that sort of sense, I guess. But that was, yeah, that was cool. I, I, I like Bristol uh, as a city anyway, so it was cool. Mm. I had a big fat juicy burger, so can't, life can't be mm. too bad. <laughs> life isn't too bad, yeah. And then, yeah, and then just been busy creatively, been quite busy. I've been on, uh, invited twice to be on The VoiceOver, which is... Uh, uh, um, uh, part of the swell cast. It's a regular occurring series on that. So I've been an invited commentator there. Um, and then I was on, and I'm not usually, well, I guess, yeah, I'm not usually telling my story necessarily on the podcast, but I was on a ED and I one this for the host of the Black History Month. So it was on being black. Uh, and that was interesting, um, me and another guy, and we were just kind of sharing our experiences um, in that sort of space in the, in in uh, in recognition of Black History Month. So that was that was good. Um, yeah. So and then produced a couple of podcasts for some other people. Oh yes, and I got my first uh, podcast editing gig that I'm doing. Ooh. Um, so that is uh, another thing that's sort of in the yeah in the works. 
There is a lot happening in your world, a lot. Wow, there sure is. And mm. delivering today on uh, more EDI stuff, cultural leadership. So that's that was all going on. Did, did a new module today, um, cultural intelligence. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. So you got IQ, you got EQ, and now there's CQ. <laughs> so interesting. So no, yeah. I haven't. I haven't looked into that. And of mm. course, now I'm going, oh, when am I going to fit that in? Because I would like to find out more, of course. But yeah. I think you should just say, so EDI or EDI is uh, Equality and Diversity Initiatives. Is that what you mean by that? And inclusion. And inclusion. Yeah. So I think it's, so having spent a, a day with a group of people facilitating them, funnily enough, to come up with a variety of things, but but really to come together after being isolated now to the office from COVID uh, for a couple of years, um, is actually just to make sure that we don't use acronyms or um anything you know and this is the whole using jargon or lingo we need to make sure that people know what we're talking about and then they can become part of the club too so now we all know that edi stands for equality diversity and inclusion and the last year in the states they do it um they do e they do e i d they do it they, they change the letters around for some reason i have no idea why um but they they don't spell out die, but they they do it the spell other. Spell out e. I think instead. they do i d e or something like that. I think they okay. do i d e, um, which is quite odd. I don't know why they do that, but anyway. So yeah, so um, yeah, and 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 actually, when you talk about inclusion, and you know, you're right to point that out. When you talk about inclusion, one of the ways um, where you can end up being uh, excluding people is if you're in an industry that uses a lot of jargon, like in the military, it's just all driven by jargon. Um, and so people outside of that can't actually be a part of if um, you're heavily use of jargon. But every industry, every profession, I think, uh, has uh, heavy amounts of jargon in it. Um, so, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I don't believe that it's a, a bad thing per se. You know, it's a shorthand. It's it's I mean, we've talked about I'm sure we've talked about this before, um, whether we've talked about it on a recording or not. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's. It's it helps people work together really faster and, and more effectively because everybody understands the mm. challenge comes when you're talking with somebody who isn't part of the profession, part who's of the trying profession. to access it. Um, and that's just something that, you know, as professionals, um, it's, it's just useful being mindful to of your audience mm. is all, isn't it? It's just absolutely. Being- being cognizant of your audience. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, as we get settled in here, I'm, I'm cognizant here that uh, uh, we did, haven't announced what our title of our discussion no. is going to be uh, today. But it's always good to uh, get to you know catch up and for folks to catch up with us as well. And yeah, so I think this is a this is a part of the show. <laughs> so, just to bring everybody up to speed, then um, the conversation today, which is an interesting one, I came across it well from a, I was listening to a podcast, and I'm kind of miffed at myself because I usually record down somewhere everything. I've have the notes from it, but I don't have. Which part I listened to too many podcasts or so many podcasts and I can't remember which podcast it was and I didn't put it in my normal place of uh, on my bookmarker thing 
Um, and I'm going back and hoping that all the different things I listen to podcasts on might just show me my history so that I can find it. Because it was a really good episode. Um, and they were talking about, um, well, they were talking about um, about a number of things. But boredom came up in that discussion as in um, the, the lost art of boredom and not remembering how to be born and they were because they had a segment i guess on social media and how distracted uh, we've all become from that so we don't spend any time um really in a bored state and there's a lot of things that we potentially are, are are missing because we don't have that space anymore and you always have this computer thing with you the phone is with you and they talked about um you know creating this gap where you are where you're alone you maybe it exacerbates loneliness because now with the phone and getting likes and reshares or getting messages from people on WhatsApp or whatever messaging app you use, you're just used to somebody being in contact with you at any given time. And so when you're not getting anything from anybody, then it makes it, it compounds the feeling of loneliness. So if you're not getting any WhatsApp or any text or um, you know, nothing on Facebook, then, you know, you get that sort of, you know, where is everybody and, and uh, you know, are they having a party without me kind of thing. So it makes it hard to enjoy solitude, I think she was trying to make, because it becomes loneliness as opposed to enjoying um, the solitude of being alone. But this has been creating this condition of loneliness because you're not getting any feedback from anywhere. And we're so used to now having some kind of contact with whomever um, in this space. So I thought that was interesting uh, conversation. And it, well, it made me think, well, that's a great conversation for um, for for digital calm <laughs> absolutely so i mean where i come from with the lost art of loneliness which i think is a boredom, great boredom. title sorry uh, the last last lost art of boredom which is a great title <laughs> when i put the right word in um is of course the 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 reason behind not the reason behind but um one of the great outcomes of boredom is creativity and allowing the mind and the, the brain to just freewheel until something kind of sparks. And it's interesting, you know, I kind of, I look at, even you know, I look at my own children and I think, hmm, you know, actually, do you know how to, if I say entertain yourself um, without switching on a piece of kit? Um, whatever that might be. And my eldest son probably does. He, he enjoys his Lego, um, as we've talked about before. My younger son, who is really incredibly creative, who actually I would say has a, a talent for, for, for crafting, but he doesn't know it because he's never spent that much time to really explore and to just put things together. Yeah, and I think that's one of the big things that gets lost. Yeah, exactly right, is the creativity. And they make this point that, you know, if we can't find it, this is a quote, 
out of um uh what's her name here sandy mann in a book that she's written called the upside of downtime why boredom is good um and there's just this quote here if we can't find it our minds will create it um and basically the mind is this great stimulation machine it wants to be stimulated and so it creates things if there's nothing there but with all these various different pieces of technology available to us it's now easy to get overstimulated because i can watch tv or listen to the radio or i can go on the internet and i can go on youtube i can go on snapchat or tiktok or um you know twitter or yeah any host of these things i can go on and so there's always some stimulation but then, as you say, we don't take time out to let the brain create its own um, sort of entertainment or cre to create its own sort of stimulation because it's easily distracted by these other mediums. So, yeah, let's get a tune on. Oh, okay. uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, actually, and that overstimulation, it, it actually makes it even harder to take that time out because sitting on the train coming back tonight, I was sat there. So the first thing that I was doing was I was catching up on some emails because I've obviously been with clients all day. So catch up on those, do a few bits and pieces. I wasn't the only person in the carriage doing that. Pretty yeah. much everybody was on their phone. And in fact, yesterday when I went down to London, there was a, a lady sat across from me who was reading a book, an actual physical book. And I kind of I looked at her with a mixture of kind of awe and envy that she was able to clear her head enough to then get buried into a book. Because at the moment, I, I just, you know, I, I feel like I can't do that. It's every, you know, something going on all the time. So tonight on the train on the way back, knowing that, you know, I've had a full on day, obviously we're. Um, podcasting tonight, delivering again tomorrow. And I thought I need some time. I need some time. So did my emails, did what I had to do. And then I sat there and I kind of, I sat there and I thought, I don't know what to do, which was really funny. It was, I couldn't, have, I couldn't, I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't mm. not focus on anything. Um, I couldn't sleep, you know, I'm kind of wired, but tired or tired, but wired, whichever way around. And I going back to, you know, and I, I know that I wasn't looking for boredom in that moment, but I was looking for a way to kind of just to rest and, and kind of calm down. And I have a few go-to um, kind of almost quick set meditations or, or things that would help me get into that state of calm. And I couldn't even access those because actually mm -hmm. I would have been so stimulated by being in a room with 20 people all day and on the tube and on the trains. And it was just, oh, my gosh. And that's that was me being physically part of things. You know, I haven't even been on social media. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, I think even like. Yeah, well, yeah, any distraction, isn't it, that our brains can look at, whether it's reading a book or watching TV or what have you, um, you know, the brain's constantly looking for a thing. And there's another quote from the book that we're trying to swipe and scroll the boredom away. But in doing that, we're actually making ourselves more prone to boredom because every time we get our phone out, we're not allowing our minds to wander and to solve our own boredom problems. And because we're, you know, again, we're read we have these things readily 
able to stimulate us um, from some other source. All right, so yeah, this idea of um, yeah the lost art of boredom, which I think is something that is afflicting us on all uh, on lots of different levels. So um, this particular article goes on to cite the fact that it's social media, since we were just talking about social media, has taken uh, a huge toll on our. Um, cognitive and mental health, um, depression, suicide rates are at record levels, um, and it seems to be especially hitting the young, you know, between 15 and 29, um, they seem to be getting hit the hardest. It's the second leading cause of death in that age group right now, suicide is. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a lot of detriment to the overstimulation. I'm just, just thinking when we were kids, before all this, you know, high tech stuff, um, you know, we had to figure out ways to use our imagination to entertain ourselves, you know? I can remember, you know, the summers just going out into the woods and, you know, making swords out of sticks and you know, forts and all sorts of stuff. You just created these elaborate um, sets <laughs> outdoors, you know, then that was our playground. We, we used to make all st stuff out of everything, stuff out of garbage can lids, uh, find, a, you know, slabs of wood or pieces of plywood, and we would cut something up and make a boxcar out of it. Um, I can remember, like, you know, taking a shopping cart apart so we could get the bottom of it and have the wheels and make little go-karts. I mean, we just did all sorts of things to, you know, but we created it. We generated um, the, the I guess, well, stimul stimulation is the right word. Yeah, we, 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 we created that for ourselves as opposed to needing to depend on some external thing to provide that exactly rather than some external stimulation although i mean i suppose the other thing is that you know if if you weren't out and about and creating or in, inside and creating so i used to do a lot of um art work or you know crafting and anything like that which i really enjoyed um wasn't particularly good at it didn't mind i used to spend hours doing calligraphy um so lettering which is really interesting because you have to be very precise or it's it's almost a very what i would call a very finite kind of artistic thing and i'm not like that at all i'm i'm quite kind of um gung-ho for want of a better word but the other thing, of course, that you and I would both delve into, which I suppose is external stimulation in a way, well, it is, is our books. You know, both of us have a, a love of reading. Um, but and, it, but yeah. it requires a level of imagination, though, isn't it? Whereas like TV provides everything, the sound, the sight. Mm. Whereas with the book, and one of the things I love about books is you kind of co-creating with the author in the sense of, you know, I've got to supply the sound of the voices in terms of how I imagine the character sounding. And while the author is pointing out details, I mean, I've got to conjure up the image inside my head um, to do that. So it, it makes it a, a more immersive um, and participatory art um, in that sense, I think. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, and I'm just yeah. I don't know. I don't you know, always hate and or are a bit hesitant sometimes. And you know the hindsight looking piece and thinking that you know everything was hunky dory back in the days. I mean, we had our own distractions. Again, as you say, we had you know you could get lost by reading trash novels or mm. sort of stuff. Um, that's not particularly good for the brain. Um, and of course, you know, I'm not that old. We had TV. <laughs> um, so, you know, I could watch uh, television and watch that sort of stuff. Um, so, I mean, it's it's been there. I guess what part of the um, argument that Miss um, Mann here is putting forward uh, is that, you know, it's social media is compounding um, the issue and the problem and disassociating us um, from that connection and maybe making it such that our uh, addiction to stimulation is higher because it's a harder fall when that stimulation um, isn't there, I think is what she's getting at. Mm. I this is kind of something I've contemplated, not directly as such, but when I, again, when I look at, at my boys who are both in their teens and I think, you know, the, there's, there's half of me that says, well, they're missing out. Um, but then there's half of me that says, but is, if this is the world to come, then are they missing out or are they finding their own ways? Cause you know, both of my boys are, are creative Within the technical, within the technical, within the technology world, um, you know, one of them, I, I can't tell you what they do properly because, of course, I don't understand it. But, you know, they they build things within games. Uh, my eldest, as we've talked about before, you know, he creates these amazing Lego dioramas and he's got his YouTube channel. So there is a creativity there. And yes, it's based on hist history normally um, because that's his passion. That's his interest, but there is a creativity and you can see the way that his uh, capability at, at, at sort of at crafting a YouTube video has improved. Um, yeah, well, I mean, things like making videos, things like coding, I mean, that all takes creativity. So I don't, I, it's, it's not that, it's not tech itself um, that, that um, hinders creativity because it takes a tremendous amount of creativity to create videos, to make code, um, to create things with, um, you know, in that sort of space. So I think creativity is, is huge there. I think uh, part of the idea about boredom is that actually boredom stimulates the creativity in the sense that um, you're giving your mind time to wander. Um, and then in its wandering, it can, you know, you end up solving problems. Like sometimes some of the best ways of, if you're stuck on a problem or stuck, is just to put the thing in your mind, your subconscious mind, and then go do something else. Go take a shower, go clean, uh, go for a walk, you know, do something totally unrelated to the problem that you're trying to solve, you know, and then just give your mind time to sort of wander and go through all the various different uh, connections and things that you can draw upon from, you know, the vast amount of stuff stored in your 
sort of subconscious mind. But if you're constantly in your conscious mind and constantly bearing down and thinking, um, then you just aren't given your mind that that space uh, to do what it needs to do. Um, and maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe not even allowing it to be used um, to its greatest capacity if it is always just stimulated by something else versus creating its own. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Food for thought. You sound like you're eating something there, isn't no, it? No, I wish mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> My husband made the most gorgeous dinner tonight. I smelt it when I came in, ran up the stairs to jump on the podcast. Mm. Um there's one other thing, and then we'll go to another song here. And that was that, um, and something that, you know, again, you know, maybe we don't appreciate as much as we would have done in the past. And that is that, um, like when I was a kid, you know, it was like go outside. And I was out, especially in the summer when you're not at school, outside from the sun up till sundown. So from, you know, eight in the morning back at, you know, nine at night, nine thirty. You know, just before dark or whatever. You know, I guess I came in and I grabbed some lunch or something, but I was gone out. Um, but one of the cases that um, this the that um, I keep wanting to call her by her first name, but I'm going to because I know I don't know, but I don't care. Uh, the Sandy Man is 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 saying is that the, our children's days are so structured now and orchestrated that we actually don't leave a lot of room for kids to develop their own curiosity. And I can think, you know, with play dates and, uh, you know, going to this activity and that activity and constantly, you know, taxiing the kids around from different activity to different activities and they're all structured activities of some sort um, that we don't give them that room to develop their own curiosity, to go out and um, experiment with the world on their own. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson makes a, a, one of his illustrates that he because he, he's he's written some stuff about this as well. And he says, you know, even like a child reaching up to grab an egg, for instance, um, you know, don't you know let them, don't interfere because for the, it's actually them performing a very uh, an experiment. So they pull it, they grab the egg, the egg falls, it cracks, it makes a mess. But the kid's learning something in that process. But if we're always there to correct and to uh, corrals and, you know, make everything structured for them, then they don't get that time to, you know, if I push this, then that thing happens. If I take this thing apart, um, how does it work? And they got all these pieces. Can I try and put it back together or make something different? But um, yeah, and I and you know I can remember with sort of my kids. I mean, they you know I was trying to make them go do those things because <laughs> you know that's what I remembered. And um, but again, different world now. And some would say uh, you know part of it because we you know it feels like it's a less safe world. Like you wouldn't dream of letting your kids just be gone all day and we didn't even have cell phones i mean at least now they got mobiles you can call them or you can even track them we didn't even have that so when i was gone i was gone <laughs> until until i came back so my mom wanted me she'd had to you know go out see someone that she you know a kid and say hey have you seen 
you know, Clay. And then the word would get around, hey, your mom's looking for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is it, isn't it? It's, it's really interesting. You know, the, the thing is, they have their mobile phones, but that presents a whole different way of living. It's a whole different way of life. And They're not out of contact. They're not out of connection. They're not out, you know, yeah, they're not. They're not experiencing the world by themselves without the parents' interference. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've I've turned that a little bit to, um, if I say my advantage, it's not really my advantage. It's it's sort of thinking longer term. So I want to be able to have uh, more connection with with both of my boys, and of course, at some point they will be going off and not living at home anymore, um, and because in the last couple of years, we, you know, we've all got busier, which sounds really odd because I know we've gone through COVID, but, you know, the boys are of an age where they're doing more things with their friends. Um, you know, therefore, I've been having more time and, and doing more work. And so as we've all been doing that, we've actually been using, you know, we happen to use WhatsApp. I know different people use different things, but we have a family WhatsApp group and that's been really helpful, actually, for connecting on many levels. So whether it's very perfunctory, um, for example, you know, I've made you a green smoothie, uh, or whether it's it's something that's a bit more deep, or whether it's, mum, can you pick me up, you know, an hour later from school today, or whatever it happens to be. Um, but sometimes, you know, particularly if the boys are away, it surprises me that they reach out with, uh, I, if I say an emotional connection, I, I don't mean it's a, you know, an upset connection. I mean, emotionally they reach out and you can tell that they just want to check in. They just want to know that we're still there. Um, and that's really interesting to me that they will use, you know, their technology to, to do to do something that I kind of go, wow, because actually if I had been away from my mum at their age, wonderful or from my family, you know, it'd be like, great, I'm free. Um, whereas does that create an over uh, dependence? Well, so just, just as you're saying that, I yeah, it could, it could do that, that um, you know, over parenting, over stimulating, over, but we don't give the children enough space yeah. to learn the skills to become an adult. Because um, of this kind of connection and always there, and the parent is just at the other end of a, a phone um, line. So, for instance, when I was out and I needed to make a decision, there was no just text mom and ask her, or text dad and ask them this, or, you know, I had, because I was too far away from home, I had to make decisions um, and then live with the consequences of those decisions. I didn't have a parent so readily available as to like, you know, my kids, we do the same and we've got a WhatsApp group. I mean, even still now, I mind are grown. I still, you know, we have a WhatsApp or a messenger group that we share, but you know, you're still constantly getting messages asking about this, that, or the other thing, or how do you change this or do that? Or I want to do that, you know, so that, you know, it's constantly still a part of the decision cycle now mm. um, in terms of, cause it's just easy. It's easy to, hop on send a text um because i 
and easy and, and maybe in some ways lazy because mm -hmm. I can just text mom or dad and ask them as opposed to go figure it out and find it out for myself because you know, I don't need to. I just, it's right here. <laughs> I just go onto Messenger and type it in and, uh, and, and get an answer. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that has, a, I think there's a couple of things related to that. First of all, that is actually, uh, I think, is it Kindle, Amazon Kindle, where they you know, that that's part of their selling point. You know, if you've got a Kindle, um, like a Kindle fire, I think it is for some reason, you can have that in your kitchen. And so you can be making dinner and talking to your parents who can help you make dinner because you never learned it. For example, my kids, I will say, can both cook. Uh, one of them made dinner tonight, in fact, uh, along with my husband. But <laughs> there you go. It's about that. How do you learn? So, so it's being promoted as a tool for that and keeping contact. The other thing is, yes, you know, obviously, when you talk about your childhood, you talk about going out for miles and miles and, and doing your own thing, making your own decisions. But actually, in certainly when I was growing up, and I'm, I'm sort of just hesitating and thinking about other friends of mine, um, but actually many of us lived in closer knit communities. So people would live around the corner or across the road from their grandma and their grandpa and their auntie would be next door and their cousins would be in the next road and da, 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 da. And people would get together more. So actually there would be more dialogue generally because you'd be physically seeing people and, and mixing, you know, or it might be Sunday lunch when everyone comes around the table. So is this just technology offering us a different way of connecting possibly I didn't live in because my dad was in the military so you know our family was distant so we had the telephone so it wasn't that kind of come over for Sunday lunch thing it was you know it was a more coordinated thing if you wanted to get family together but yeah so and um, which I guess nowadays now I could do zooms and Facebook lives and stuff to get so it's made it more convenient when you're not near family um, to keep a connection going um, in that sense but yeah in my day it was it was if we wanted to well for me if we wanted to talk to family it was uh, a a phone thing, not a, uh, they didn't live in the same neighborhood, I guess is what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Far, far away. Um, so commercial break, maybe. Yeah. Why not? Um, <laughs> put in a plug for, um, places you can find us or ways to help the broadcast grow. Basically. Um, you can like us on Twitter at digital Calm, So follow us there. And do some tweeting and retweeting and liking and all that kind of stuff. Um, we have our Mixcloud page, mixcloud.com slash at digital calm. We got to get our that Facebook page going um, so people can like that. I know we're in the Wisdom Cafe, but that's more of a group thing, not a page thing. So we got to get the the page going uh oh well, we do actually have one actually we just got to start using it i think <laughs> or at least uh, as okay a, as a place <laughs> to, um uh, so that people who like that kind of thing you know they can, can find us space yeah um but yeah and and you know you can find the non-music version of us on any place that you get your podcast so if you just look up the digital com you can find us on spotify uh apple uh, podcast, uh, Google Play, 
um, and any of the other ones, uh, listen notes, um, any podcast directory, basically, you will find us in. So whatever is your fancy, uh, you can find us there. And the idea is for you to listen <laughs> and share and download and uh, get the word out that something as cool as a digital com exists. Um, yeah, so there's my commercial plug. Now, Super duper. So some things uh, that you can do. So the decided that the mind is a muscle and it needs to be exercised like any other muscle. Um, and so there's things that you can do to practice, um, you know, generating and creating uh, your own sort of stimulation versus being overstimulated by entertainment and things like that. Um, you know, this electronic stuff, social media and the like. And so a couple of suggestions. One, like go out for a walk um, and leave all your junk behind <laughs> so that you're, you know, actually paying attention to your environment, what's around you, especially if you can get a walk out in the sort of, you know, nature and pay attention to birds and trees and grass and flowers and all sorts of cool, neat things that exist out in nature is, is a thing. Um, and here's one I haven't done in ages. And tell me, when's the last time you've done this? When's the last time that you just went outside, grabbed a piece of field, lay down and watched planes and the birds and the clouds fly by? Uh, so the, the, oh my gosh, even you just saying that and my mind and body have just gone, I need to do that so much. Um, yeah, I cannot remember, but that is just one of the best things to do to just lie on your back, look up. And for me, it is, it's watching the clouds and seeing how they change as they move. And absolutely you can get lost in the clouds. Oh, oh, I yeah, really want cool. to do that now. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And and I forgot this part of the exercise and both of the ones I just talked about is um, to then note down in your journal or talk with another person. Um, like, you know, part of the thing that we like to do here is encourage conversation. So if you don't want to write it down, in fact, I would say for the, since we are champions of conversation, you know, do that, but then grab a friend, a close friend, and then just share with them where your mind wandered. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you go out and spend some time out in nature, just note where your mind wandered and share that with someone. Um, and the same with, you know, looking at the clouds and things like that. Just share it. With, with, one, for you to notice where your mind wandered and whatever kind of things connected in that space and then share that. Um, experience with someone as well um, it's cool um, and then you know something that I haven't done and I think you probably do this but I've only ever maybe done it once and that's because I was forced to um, this whole nonsense about digital detox do you do those uh, and I mean with everything this, this person saying you know don't um, no music, no electronics, you know, nothing that has anything to do with any piece of technology, no phone, no nothing. So, yes, is the short answer. Absolutely, I do that because for me, 
I have to turn my phone off to then switch off because I know that, you know, it doesn't, this is almost a finite thing that allows my mind to go, yep, not needed, not wanted. Um, However, the the issue that I have is now my boys are out of the house more, of course, when they're out, I keep my phone on and I've noticed that I'm drained as a result of that. From a digital detox point of view, yeah, I, I do that a lot, you know. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of social media, as you know, um, and it can be quite hard if there's things that I want to access that I can only access online. Um, but... With the no yeah, music. I, of course, I've only ever done it once and I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. Which for you, it would be because you mm. have the ability to completely shut out. If you don't want to be involved in something, you're just not involved. Whereas for people like me, we've still got that kind of, I don't know what it is. It's almost like a radar scanning that's kind of a, right, you know, who needs me or someone's going to want something or da, 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 which makes it sound like I'm at the mercy of other people. And I kind of am, which is why I'm so clear, you know, even last week, actually. So last week, you know, when I was supposed to be on holiday because I was delivering today and I had meetings yesterday and I wanted to do things all week, I didn't switch off because I knew that I had such a lot going on this week. Um, And it's interesting to see how, as my work is changing, how very old habits, and I mean very old habits, you know, are coming back and I'm going, hmm, that's curious. I've got more work to do. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think, but I mean, and I'm just... I happen to be a person that's anti uh, digital detox, but one of the suggestions here is to have, um, you know, the sort of distraction free uh, time with no tech, no music, no electronics at all, and just, you know, be away from all of that and be in space and time. Um, even like when you drive and, like, you know, don't have the music on, that just, just purely have, um, you know, just yeah just none of that (laughs) but again that's a I I think that's a reflection of who you are and what you're capable of you create anyway you know if you look at all of the things that you create you look at all your podcasts you know everything that you do for the wisdom experience radio the work that you do is creative and so you're, you're like a creative machine um whereas and also I think the more, you know, the older I get and the more I think about this, the more I think that there are actually very few true extroverts. So I, th- I think you're an extrovert. You like to be out there. That generates a few I'm ideas. A, I'm a pretend extrovert. We were talking oh, about, yeah. well, we were talking about this over the weekend. I'm a, I'm a crocodile walking around in alligator skin. I'm actually uh, more introverted than extroverted, but I switch to extroversion uh, and we talked about this on the podcast a few episodes ago when I had that moment of you know never again or no more or whatever but if you look at my habits my habits are um, much akin to introvert I mean just look behind me my world is books and my world is insular and, and a lone wolf kind of thing so I I don't go out partying 
in being out with large groups of people. Um, I much rather prefer uh, my own sort of company because then I don't have to mm. spend time or energy with, you know, invested in other people's mm. uh, space and time. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a closet introvert. I just masquerade around as a, as a, as an extrovert. So yeah, yeah. we had, it was funny because we had this, because my son's the same. He's a, um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't sort of tag him as an introvert, um, but he's picked up that same chameleon skill that I have, which is to masquerade as an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, back to your other thing about, um, I mean, I think some of the reason that I take in lots of things is because it's that adage of if you don't put anything in your head, um, then it's hard to create because nothing's created out of nothing. Although saying that, I remember going on a, uh, a seminar once and they, were, and they were talking about, you know, there's like three types of um, creatives or four types or something like that. Uh, you know, so there's people who can uh, make nothing out of nothing. So, you know, just a piece of paper and they just pull some things together. Um, and then other people need, can see the, effects of two things mixed together so they need and that's how I am I need uh, input and in that input I can see different possibilities of mixing those the two things together and pull them out so without that input um, I have no output um, and so that's why I'm always constantly putting stuff in uh, in the machine and then it all sort of scrambles around up here and then out comes something else um, and I forget what the other ones was but that always stuck with me in terms of because I always thought you had to that there was only one way of doing creativity um, mm-hmm. and try to be that way and when I learned that oh actually um, there's different types of create you know, people have different ways of doing their creativity and it's like whatever the four was. I need to relook out and see what the other three are. But anyway, um yeah. I've been crazy with podcasts, by the way. You know, I've been <laughs> and and radio. I've been listening to so much talk radio and podcasts lately. It's crazy. It's like it's um yeah, but it's so much it's been interesting. It's been interesting because of this whole, you know, I think as I solidify where I'm at in space in terms of what the podcast and, well, one, why I like podcasting or love podcasting, and two, and the almost a premise of, oh, and there's a good book that you need to read. It's going to be mandatory reading for you. <laughs> I haven't sent it to you yet. Or audio book is what I'm listening to it on. Um, and yeah, you have to, if you're going to continue doing this with me, otherwise I'm going to have to find a new person to do it with. Um, and it's called, uh, make noise. Um, what is it? Make, really need more explanation. Oh yeah. Make noise. The great guide to a great guide to uh, create something podcasting. Yeah. Creative guide to podcasting <laughs> and great audio storytelling by Eric uh newsom so i'm listening to that but oh man some great stuff in there but that's another story i digress 
Before um, you digress too much, can you just tell me the actual title? So well, I thought it was well, by Eric Newsom. Well, the a play button's in the way, which I was trying to tell you what it was, but they got the stupid play button over the top, which is bad design. So it's hard for me to see uh, what it is. I don't Com- need your excuses. I just want the title. <laughs> well, I can't give it to you. But I'm telling you why I can't give it to you. But okay. Me- but if you just listen, if you just do make noise, and the author's name is Eric Newsom, N-U-Z-U-M, that's all you need, because the big thing is make noise. The rest of it's N- subtitle. N-U-Z-U-M? N-U-Z-U-M, Eric Newsom. So it's required listening or reading, whichever one you want to do. I'm and listening to it. To be clear, you're talking to me personally here, not anybody that's listening well, to the podcast. I'm talking to you personally, but if anyone that's listening to a podcast wants to do audio storytelling or podcasting, then I highly recommend the book. And I reckon people that listen to podcasts probably either are you know, fancy the idea of creating podcasts as well. So that's a tip for those who are wanting to make podcasts. That's the required reading uh, for you or required listening. Um, even audio storytelling, which I think is a fantastic medium. Um, so, but as I said earlier, I've been spending a lot of time on Swell um, and, you know, the various different stories storytelling or audio storytelling that happens on that platform has been fascinating. But yeah, I've been immersed in the world of uh, audio, which is Which is brilliant. And just to be clear, for people that are listening who may not know, Swell is another app where I can't remember much about it. I think I've looked at it and... uh, It's 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 an audio version of Twitter, if you think of it that way. So you... You know, you share five, you know, there can't be any more than five minutes um, thoughts in audio form. So, um, and your replies can't be uh, five minutes or less as well. And as you're engaging in conversation or dialogue with folks. So it's a little bit, you know, where you got things like Clubhouse and Spaces are real time or, you know, comp- you, know they're, you know, everybody's in a room and, you know, there's, yeah, you're just participated one massive conversation this gives you that thinking space between to and to deliberate on you know so if someone you know does a swell and poses a question you have um, you have time to consider your answer before you kind of reply type thing so it's kind of nice in that way Um, that's brilliant yeah should we have another song and then maybe come back and, and wrap this up do you think um uh, nearly 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 we got a few more points but then we yeah we can kind of wrap that up and this one is shiloh shylin shiloh shylin satellite thievery corporation awesome 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 um on that on the uh whole sort of audio thing i started a because i've been listening to so much i started a newsletter of curated uh, sounds uh, it's called my audio adventures so and it's curated sounds created sounds um, and sort of narrative little stories um, that's pulled together so well, yeah I'm just kind of sharing some of the great podcast and radio programs I'm coming across um, doing a lot of soundscaping as well you know just what's soundscaping uh, where you just take the field record and you go out and you record 
sounds that might, you know, like I just did one um, dress of the garbage man coming to collect the garbage last Thursday, but you can hear him coming down the street and then the whole sort of aspect. But when you have it in your ears and you're listening to it, because it's probably something you don't listen intently to because it's mm-hmm. garbage man, they come by and you've been hearing it a lot. But when you, when you take it as an experience, you hear so much more things on it. But yeah, so been making the soundscapes and things like that anyway, but uh, that comes out sort of once a week. Um, so a couple more things, uh, and then, yeah, we can start to sort of wrap this up. But so um, another thing to sort of stimulate this, the muscle, the mind to grow and the like, um, is about asking questions that provoke thought. Um, and you know, which is what we do on the show here as well, isn't it? So part, you know, I think we facilitate that one very well. We're asked questions that, you know, provoke thought. Um, and you know, and I like that actually, I hadn't even thought about this to just this moment, you know, when we are trying to shape and formulate, you know, what is the show about? Um, and I think that's part of the core of what we do is ask questions that provoke thought and conversation if we marry those two together i think that's a perfect tagline for the digital commerce mm. yeah yeah i think that's really really important um you know and, and we do it because we're interested in it but also because we both firmly believe that actually by pondering a question if you like by talking it through your brain processes um, and it allows you to think about things in a different way. You might see things uh, in a f- with fresh eyes. You it's might. That's what we're doing here. Think, as exactly. In, exactly. Um, that's why we do it in the way that we do. All the different things, isn't it? It's all the associative thinking as we, you know, we're coming on, and then your experience, my experience in the past, and you throw all into a mix and. Um, you get a whole bunch of stuff that comes out of mixing uh, different life experiences that have, have come through. So I think it's good. There's a great quote from Adrian Savage here. It says, boredom is nearly always essential to creativity. It isn't true that creativity is mostly sparked by having a specific problem to be solved. It's far more likely to arise because the person is bored with the way something has been done a thousand times before and wants to try something new. Boredom stimulates the search for better ways uh, to things like nothing else does. Uh, and so absolutely. And looking at things and asking why does it have to be done that way? Uh, so as uh, our man Plato said, necessity is the mother of invention. So absolutely. A mm. um, couple other things just real quick then. Uh, read and research. So, you know, just things that strike your curiosity, then just look it up. And I know we've been saying about digital detoxing, but you got one of the greatest access to information of all times in the palm of your hand. You don't have to walk five miles to the library or, you know, just troll through the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. You've got the flipping hold of the uh, world in your hand information-wise. And the discipline, and this is something that I've been working on, I think I shared with you as well, maybe we shared on the podcast, of using things like Obsidian um, and using the sort of Kettlehausen 
method of note taking, which is, you know, making a single note on a single card is when he did it old school wise. You only put one thought on, but then he links all the cards together. But now, of course, you can do this with electronically. So Obsidian, you know, you just make a bullet point. You don't make like paragraphs and paragraphs and stuff. So it's, you know, make concrete thoughts. Um, and then you can make sub thoughts of those concrete thoughts, but then you start to link all the thoughts together to other places and to where they go. So pretty soon, like what I've been uh, building, and maybe I'll share it on one of our platforms, um, you get to see your digital brain. So I can physically go and look at all the various different connections um, uh, inside of my head, which is quite fascinating to look. I don't know if you ever if you've done it or look, looked at yours, but it's quite fascinating. No. And I, I started to, uh, when we did talk about it, because we were talking about Obsidian and we were talking about, is it Logisec? Yeah, Logseek. Logseek, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I got as far as Logseek and then something happened on my computer and it said it didn't like it. And I'm, as you know, um, slightly touchy where my computer is concerned, having bought a new one this year and not being overly happy with it. So uh, I haven't gone any further. But you just said, um, whose way of note making was it, of note taking? Was it originally, was it Kettle, did you say? Yeah, it's a, it's a German, um, what is it? Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to send it to you because I can't spell it. It's, uh, okay. So yeah, just send me the link and I'll pop it yeah. in the show notes, which, and if anybody wants the show notes, um, as in if they sign up to our newsletter, which sends out the show notes and the links to all the different ways you can listen to the podcast. Well, not all of them, but, um, it's kind of the key differences. Uh, where do they go again to sign up for the newsletter? Um, the easiest place is, uh, Twitter, uh, dot com slash digital com that's right up at the top um and yeah that's the easiest way to get there and you can go direct if you're looking for a url which is um what is it something review it's uh yeah get review dot co slash profile slash digital com um if you want to go direct but yeah twitter is probably your easiest bet um to go to do um so yeah i'll have to i'll get the guy's um name uh properly for you so you can have a look but it's yeah so it's a great um way of note taking um and linking it's called i mean so maybe we should do a um again an episode on it's called linking your thinking basically um, and, you know, this art of note-taking, both sort of, you know, there is that thing that's going around with visual note-taking, um, but then just this building your personal knowledge management system, um, which is more about what this is, this kettle hoffen or kettle bellin thingy, something like that is called. Um, it's so hard to remember how to spell it. I can't even half spell it and get Google to tell me it so yeah i have to i'll have to um find it anyway um last sort of things take things apart and one of your big ones so we should put that out there so take things apart if you're into that and see how they kind of work but uh one of the other uh, big ones that they offer up is to meditate and apparently meditation brings your split brain together 
and make a whole brain function. But you could talk better to meditation, I guess. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it, that you would say that? Um, yeah, I'm, well, you're always saying that you'd meditate. And you'd <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm saying that I try and create space to meditate. Um, but I do think we should do a, a whole, I do think we should do a whole podcast actually on meditation because there is such a variety of things that are meditation. Uh, you know, so the Buddhist meditation is, is one thing, but um, guided meditation is, is a completely different thing. Um, journeying could be considered a meditation if, if you want to go the shamanic route. So I think that would be really good actually to, um, because I just mentioned here that it harmonizes both brain hemispheres. Interesting. And it makes a sort of hyper connection between the two when you meditate. That makes sense. Yeah. And then the last one I'll offer up here is um, exercise, which is my favorite thing. Getting out and exercising, baby. Um, yeah, again, it's just your brain is doing some of the things. I mean, you're physically doing some of the things, but then frees your brain up to muddle over whatever sort of problem or thing or that you've been looking for, or looking for different solutions. Um, the sort of physical activity stimulates that as well. I think last, yeah, go ahead. I think we've talked about that before relatively recently. This is when I was explaining about things like angry cleaning, which is not mm. something that I particularly do. But for example, yesterday when I was down in London, um, I could feel like I, I was almost getting anxious because I'm I'm just so not used to being around people um, and certainly not with a, a work head on. It was really interesting. You know, this isn't just a two year thing for me. It's a long, long time since I've been down to London to work. And um and I could feel this anxiety rising and I had to get a tube and, you know, I'd got the train into London then I had to get a tube and then I had to find the hotel. And then from the hotel, I then had to get to the place that I was working at today. And it was all new, all absolutely brand new. And this, you know, all the, the feelings inside of me were kind of quite tense. Um, and then I got, out of the tube station and I frog marched myself mm. to the hotel um, because I needed to get rid of that excess energy. I needed to let it flow and be useful rather than it affecting my mental state. Uh, and I did, you'd be pleased to know. Um, nice. And I was also very, very lucky because I was down a very long corridor in the hotel. So I just kept it down, kept it down, kept it down the whole time by just literally <laughs> pounding, pounding through the streets of London and the corridors of the hotel. Nice um, one. I like yeah. it. I dig it. That's good. Um, last quote I'll leave you with, then we'll go to a song, then come back and uh, wrap it up. What are our conclusions? And this is from Anthony Robbins. And he says, if you want to cure boredom, be curious. If you're curious, nothing is a chore. It's automatic. You want to study. Cultivate curiosity, and life becomes an unending study of joy. And that's from our man, Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so one last song, and then we'll come back and wrap it up. This is called Beautiful Otherness. Interesting um, our, a cover for that one. It's like a jar full of eyeballs. 
Ooh, <laughs> Halloween theme pops back in at the end of the I show. Guess so, um, yeah, that's interesting. All right, awesome. So, um, we've been talking about the lost art of boredom. Um, I think it's a fascinating topic. One, I don't know, where we've forgotten how to be bored, <laughs> um, but all the benefits that come out of having boredom and letting your mind have that freedom and space to kind of wander and then create its own stimulation as opposed to being overstimulated by the many, many, many distractions we have um, in this modern world and, and not just the you know, social media, but all technology um, acts as its own um, distractor, movies, TV, radio, um, all these things that we have to distract our poor little minds, <laughs> keep it busy um, from being in on itself. Anyway, so um, I found it a fascinating conversation. I liked it. Um, it was something that I wanted to explore um, just because, as I said, the podcast I listened to, which I'm miffed that I can't <laughs> find the actual podcast that I listened to, but because um, they made some really good uh, points in there. And, but I may read that book, um, the, the one I mentioned earlier about uh, that was basically this article was that we've been using. It's the Sandy Man so, book. Yeah, there's, the a, bit, yeah. there's a, a link in the show notes to it. Okay, great. Yeah, so I think I might read that one. Put it on my list of books to read. Mm, it uh, does look good. How about yourself? So, yes, I, I think it's a good reminder of why. I mean, you, I, sorry, a lot of things happened in my head then all at once. Um, so when we talk a lot, I talk a lot about needing space. And it is funny because one of my sons particularly says, I just need some space. And he's obviously picked that up from me. And what I actually mean by space is I need space for my mind to freewheel. I need space to be able to just cycle things through and to just kind of calm it right down so that I can then... Uh, kind of choose more consciously uh, or not more consciously just go with the creativity. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's not necessarily the lost art of boredom personally. It's more of the finding time or actually making time, you know, if I take responsibility for that. I like that. I think it's the making time, isn't it? Cause mm, it's so it easy. To, well, well, cause it's so easy to get distracted by everything around you. And it's also so easy to be get, distracted by productivity like we always feel like we gotta be doing something um, and pushing this around and moving that around and shuffling that around or planning this out and so I think it's it is that make time bit that's uh, uh, part of that discussion mm. so great. now I shall be quoting at you are saying I need to make time for boredom or even I am making time for boredom and then when you can't get hold of me you'll know why <laughs> Yeah, well, that's just it. I love it. And last quote I'll leave you with is, and I posted it, it's in the Wisdom Experience, and it's from Robert Greene uh, from his book Mastery. And he says, too many people believe that everything must be pleasurable in life, which makes them constantly search for distractions and short circuits the learning process. The pain is a kind of challenge your mind presents. And will you, will you, Will you learn how to focus and move past the boredom? Or like a child, will you succumb to the need for immediate pleasure and distraction? So that's from 
Mr. Robert Green. That is a nice one to finish on. Did you say you'd posted it in the Facebook yes, group? Yes, it's in the it's in the Wisdom Cafe. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, that should just about wrap it up for us. And so, again, folks, uh, to help us out immensely as you listen to this, if you can like and share it, if you're on that pod, Apple Podcast, Google player any of those types if you could uh give us a sort of rating the ranking that helps um and then just yeah sharing it with your friends and the like talk about it share it a comment as well be great and then we will love you forever Mm -hmm. and on that note i think that's it until next week you're not gonna say bye sorry (laughs) Bye. See you next week.